thinking like um, when you start thinking about breaking it down episodes, how much there is to break down. I'm serious. Like I do, I told you I do this uh, podcast called Foul Thoughts with Chad Belding presented by SCI. And I just come in here and talk like this. I just sit here like this. You're watching it. And I just talk about what I was thinking about that night before or that morning about ducks and geese and the culture of waterfowl hunting and how, of you know, Safari Club is tied into that fighting for hunters, first for hunters, right? But when you start thinking about this podcast series, This Life Ain't For Everybody, breaking it down with Chad and Alex, we've broken down bars and cocktails. We've broken down beards. Today, we're going to break down another topic, but think about everything that we could break down. Think about, I mean, you could go as far as your favorite recipe, your favorite TV episode of Seinfeld or Cheers or ALF, whatever we grew up watching, Facts of Life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the Facts of Life. There's another thing you could break down, the greatest theme songs of sitcoms. Or what about the greatest singer of soundtrack anthems of all time? Who is it? Go. Come on. Well, it's the guy from Caddyshack, but I'm drawing a blank What on else? His name. Caddyshack and what else? Top Gun. I mean, he's... Yes, he's, Kenny freaking... Loggins? Yeah. Oh, dude. I, I, yeah. Footloose. Oh, my God. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. The Caddyshack theme song. He's 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 got more, too. I know he's got more, that he is the master of soundtracks, like... I think I don't know if you ever did Rocky. I mean, Survivor, they had two on Rockies, like Eye of the Tiger and Burning Heart. In the Burning Heart. Yeah. That was a good song, huh? What about so, the uh, the uh, Karate Kid? Uh, ooh, Karate Kid. Who what's the that? one when he fights in the tournament? Oh, I need to, have you You're watched any of that Cobra Kai? Around. Oh, yeah, I'm on season three. Oh, is it good? Uh it's I I think uh, unfortunately that show uh, jumped the shark season one in my opinion the 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 first season I thought was really 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 good really had me eager to watch season two and I really think it went downhill from there I I can't remember if I'm on if it's season three or season two it is not as good as the first one for sure Cobra Kai Cobra Kai what about Shameless have you done all of those I have watched not watched one episode I highly suggest it and Ozarks. I did watch uh, a lot of the Ozarks. I I, I lost some dark it on that shit. One. It's very dark. That blonde haired girl. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. Um, but Shameless just came out with season eleven. I started the first episode of it. I binge watched it over COVID, like when I was at night or whatever, and I was hanging alone or at duck camp or whatever. I watched it because the, it freaking literally hits on every topic in our American culture. Every topic. It's like they break down every topic in a way. Do you feel like stress and anxiety when you watch certain TV shows? Is this how we're what we're breaking down today? Are you choosing the topic? No. You can if you want. Is this what we're breaking down? No. How we alleviate stress and anxiety no. while watching TV? Or do you feel it? Right. Because I was just going to say, so I won't watch certain shows if they stress me out. And Ozarks was one of those shows. I felt like Meet the Fockers stressed me out like all the i could feel that character stress while i now meet the foggers had a lot of you know comedic relief in itself just because how what's his name ben stiller got picked on by de niro or just everything went wrong for him you know what i mean like it was just a he just had this crazy you know every every possible thing that could go wrong for that poor guy went wrong and so sometimes when i watch movies and shows i can feel like all that stress and and i don't like it 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 you, you know you get anxiety in life other than i don't no never never not one time never no stress oh, I, I mean i get stress like professionally and and things like that i do for sure like very small you know situational stress but i don't feel like you know i'm not like i don't have anxiety and stuff but i I do when I watch certain shows. And so uh, one, what I was going to bring up is Yellowstone, which is everybody's going nuts over. I have a hard time watching it because this I, is going to be our topic today. Yeah. All right. Just this, the current shows that are on and why you have a hard time or I would have a hard time. Yeah. Why do we have a hard time watching certain shows? Is it anxiety? Is it stress? This is breaking it down with Chad and Alex brought to you again by the American iconic brand the Tennessee whiskey, the Tennessee sour mash, straight out of Lynchburg, Tennessee, Jack Daniels. The movie with Al Pacino, Scent of a Woman. I think he said, 
Hoo-ha. He, hoo-ha. he knows him so well, he calls him John Daniels, right? I think that was a line in that movie. We would have to check that out. We need a fact checker like Rogan's got. We need to start having somebody in here. Do you think that JP would do that for us? Come yeah. in here and sit here and like Google stuff for us? I was going to say, it? if it has to do with the computer, no. Uh, but so there Yellowstone, are... Kevin Costner, doesn't even believe in that part of American culture, I don't think. So that's why I don't watch it. Is that weird? Like, I literally don't watch Robert De Niro movies anymore because I don't think that even though I don't agree with Joe Biden and I don't think he should be president, I'm not going to go out and speak and be like, he is the worst at this and put it out on these public forums and do it. And De Niro did that to our last president. I don't like that. No, neither do I don't I. think just like Brent Cobb's got this song, shut up and sing, shut up and act De Niro. Why are you trying to persuade people that thought you were good in taxi driver, meet the Fockers or Godfather part two or Cape fear or casino or heat or the Irishman, why Why are you going to try to get your Hollywood fan base to vote because you have this certain stigma? I don't get that. I don't like it either. I don't get that. It's like Tom Cruise recruiting people into Scientology. L. Ron Hubbard's this, L. Ron Hubbard's that, the spaceship. I mean, like Bill Burr says, if somebody can moonwalk across the water and come out of a cave, you know, he may, he talks about Christianity and Catholicism, saying, well, why can't he come in a spaceship? There's all kinds of thoughts on it. But why would you go up there and say, because I'm, Maverick and Top Gun, you should believe in what I believe in. It's a weird mindset. It is. It's a weird mindset. Now, I do have my beliefs politically, spiritually, religiously, all of that. But shut up and sing. Shut up and act. Yeah. Amy Schumer, shut up. You got third place in a talent contest. Don't get up and tell me. Our beloved Howard Stern. That we can, yeah. Our really beloved Howard Stern. Don't off, tell dude. me about gun rights, Amy Schumer. Yeah. And don't denounce Donald Trump. He helped build New York yeah. in a lot of ways. Stern. A lot of ways. You're going to sit there and denounce him? Denounce him. Why? Because your wife? Probably. Don't know. But before, he was never that one-sided politically. No. So I just don't understand the platforms to try to get people. The Rock, I endorse Joe Biden. Really, Rock? You have a ranch with horses and country. Are you not going to alleviate part of your audience you, by saying stuff like that? You made your living on violence? On violence <laughs> in guns movies? Yeah. And throwing people around a ring. You know how many wrestling matches I watched back in the day? From Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, to the Junkyard Dog, and Brutus Beefcake, and, and, and the British Bulldogs, George the Animal Steel, Randy Macho Man, Savage, Ravishing Rick Rude, Jake the Snake, the ultimate warrior. You want me to keep going? Mm. I can name them all. I watched them all. I'm Republican. So you're going to tell all of us Republicans not to hang with you anymore because you support Joe Biden? I don't understand it. I don't understand that mindset. I don't either. I thought about this this morning. We're 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 breaking down a little bit off topic, but I I don't dig it in any in any way, shape, or form. Dig and what? I really think that what I'm talking about. But yeah, we're we're not breaking it down off topic. This is why I don't watch Yellowstone, right? Because I don't understand that whole mindset that you could be Sean Penn and say, "Don't ever support guns," but you'll have a movie called The Shooter, right? Or The Gunman, or The Gunman, I think it was. It was called The Gunman, I think. See, I need a fact checker. I know. We could just use our phones. But I know what you're saying, and I'm with you, and I it, it bugs me. And Even when Eric Church denounced the NRA after the Vegas shootings. Yeah. I had a big problem. You me know too. who didn't denounce the NRA? Jason Aldean, the man that was on stage when the bullets were raining down right. on him. Right. And the people were getting killed while he's singing. He didn't denounce the NRA. Eric Church did. So I have a hard time with that. Sturgill Simpson's denounced our president. I have a hard time listening to him now. It's kind of a weird mindset that I would even go there because you shouldn't let that change the way their talent. I'm not saying they're not talented. I think Sturgill Simpson's got mad talent. So does Eric Church. Amy Schumer, not much talent at all, in my opinion, no. truly. But I just quit supporting them. Because I don't think that Kevin Costner believes in that Dances with the Wolves or Darby Montana lifestyle of a rancher and a cattleman and a hunter and a fisher. If you if you denounce that part of our culture, uh, you know, as far as what he says in his personal beliefs, I always thought that he would be more fair. Yeah, me too. I've lost it for a lot of things, dude. But yeah. is that know. why you get anxiety watching TV shows? Because you're like. 
that's part of the minds. Why are you doing that with your beard? We've already had that episode. That's how I think, dude. Have you ever seen like a great scholar, like, you know, like a so scholars or beards. something that have beard? Yeah, we forgot to talk about scholars. They definitely do. And, and philosophers. Jesus had a beard. Bearded man. We, we really Jesus. forgot to touch on that. That's a good point. But, uh, no, I, that's not why I get the anxiety. You, you've dug, you've, uh, you've dug down into the, uh, very depths of this thing, but I agree with you. And Dude, I, I have posters. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but keep in mind, I loved Robert De Niro and now I can't even stand to look at the man. Yeah. I feel that way a lot. I, and I'm, and I think it's exactly what you said. Shut up and sing, shut up and act. And they take great offense to that because they think that they're more than that, right? The Rock's more than a former WWE wrestler. You are what you came from, right? I mean, he he made his living and his fame on wrestling and then action movies and being a muscle man. And then then, then you got the gall to go out there and, you know, express your political views to the nation – Turning on half of the country, you know, like you, that could name every wrestler and loved him growing up. I smelled what The Rock was cooking all all through high school and such. Yeah, it's lame. And it, hey, dude, I never watched Yellowstone. I wonder until, how many WWE events were at Trump in 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 uh, New Jersey. Remember when Trump in, was in, on the show? Yeah, remember he was on with Vince McMahon. Yeah, not in New Jersey, but in Atlantic City. Like, how many events were held at Trump's properties with oh, Vince McMahon? Tons of them. Isn't that why Dana White loves Trump so much? Because he couldn't find his first venue or Something there's some up. story like that. And, and Trump helped him out. And But you don't see Dana White getting on his platform with millions of followers and $4.2 billion value that he just, him and the Fertitas just sold UFC and saying Joe Biden's a, a you know, this or PLS, that. Yeah, no, they don't do that. It's weird that that whole deal about like Cardi B, she was another one. This girl literally is raps about the grossest things that you could possibly imagine. There's no way I'd want my kids listening to Cardi B. Not even an 18-year-old person should listen to some of the stuff she says. I'm not saying she doesn't have the the right to do it, but who in their right mind would listen to her preference on who she's going to vote for? Right. Put it on whogivesashit.com, in my opinion. But <laughs> Biden and them talked to her and got her to go and exploit her audience. Right. Because for of why? The mail-in voting, the mail-in balloting, because it was easy to mm-hmm. just mail that thing in. Right. Yep. There was so there's just so much weird stuff going on of actors and and performers and entertainers of why do you got to denounce one and then get your following to try to prevail with the other? Is it really what we needed? Is it really what we needed? No. I mean, is it what we needed? Why is it the money? Is there money being parlayed? Is this political money being parlayed into this? That's why I don't watch Yellowstone. And my brothers are like. They're the biggest staunch Republicans I know. And I think Clay even told me he loves it. It's probably good. It's, it's got a really good soundtrack. It's great. The Whiskey show, Meyer, I think, is lame. Ryan Bingham's in it as an yeah. actor, and he's a great singer. But he yeah. he denounced me, too, when he did what he did with politics. And I love Ryan Bingham's music. Texas Boy, what he said, I was like, mm, not my style. Dixie Chicks, remember when they denounced the, pub, oh, yeah. the, the Republican President Bush Jr.? Yeah, I was going to say, in the Bush days. And they were over in France when they did it, I believe, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. France, I think. They never came back from that. Said, we're ashamed to be from the same state as our president of America. I'm yeah. like, oh, uh, and you haven't heard from them since. Now they're just called the Chicks. And I think Natalie Maines, who is a, who is a liberal, um, self-proclaimed on Howard Stern, is an unreal country artist. When they came out, I was like, man, these chicks are unreal, the Dixie chicks. But they just, they took Dixie off of their name because of the political stuff that's going on, which is fine if that's your belief, but they never came back from it. Nope. Never came back from the support that they lost. Yeah. But I don't know. That's what gives me anxiety about entertainers. It really does make me think like, I have a platform. By nowhere, by no means am I saying it's as big as any of these guys. It's nowhere near it. But it's a platform it's with people platform. that listen. Yeah. And I you've never you will never see me go on there. I will go on there and say, I believe in what Donald Trump stands for for the Second Amendment and what he believes in for hunting and hunters' rights and the SCIs and the NRAs. I one hundred percent when when I hear somebody like Joe Biden say he's gonna come after our guns, automatically makes me go, No thanks. Yep, me too. So of course I want to make sure that we support what we believe in, but I'm not gonna go on there and go, and just douse him. There's there's video out there of Robert De Niro saying things about Donald Trump that you're just like, how dare you? 
Yep. Oh, it's our second, it's our, you know, our first amendment, right? Freedom of speech. Really? How dare you? Mm-hmm. How dare you say that? The greatest of- president in the history of the world, Ronald Reagan, was president in 80 to 84. Yeah, 80 to 84. That's when like Robert De Niro was becoming famous. Yeah. 82, 78, 80, right in there is when Godfather came out. No, I think I take that back. I'm way off. I think that's eight years. That's eight years off. I believe 72 was Godfather. So he was in the days of Ford and then Carter. So he was coming up in a time of of uncertainty, in my opinion. There was a lot of uncertainty after Nixon, after Kennedy, Ford. What, how did it go? Kennedy, Gerald Ford, Nixon, Carter, Reagan, Clinton, Bush, Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden. 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 I'm impressed you could rattle off all those presidents. Your brother can do it too. I can't do it. I can do it pretty good. Clint's way better at me. I think. Can you do all 50 state capitals? Given enough time. Can yeah. you name all 50 states on a map if it's if you have to draw if you have to write in the name of the state on a, a blank map of America continental United States? Yeah. Because I'm sure you can get Alaska and Hawaii. Could and, you get and Nevada? Can you get Vermont? They get tough up there say, in the northeast. When you get up into that that where they're real small, you know, New York and all that, I I, I would be able to get through it. But yeah. Can you get Iowa? Yeah. You can? Mm-hmm. You can get Minnesota, that whole area of Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Northern Kentucky, Illinois, Ohio, all that. Yeah. Illinois. You can get all that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, I would really, like you said, that northeast uh, tip of the uh, United States it would take me a little bit of time, but I could get it. Um, the capitals, you remember Southwest used to have a map of the – United States on the back of it, the, on the cocktail napkins. Yeah, I think I flew to Mexico once or something, and I did all the all the capitals. I, I got hung up a few times. There are a couple. You know, Chase can do all the capitals, and he's ten. It's fresh in his mind. Fresh in his mind and memorization. But really, like if you think about it, like where does that get you? I think no it way. gets you with mind power. I think it gets you with stability of mind, mindness of being able to be sharp as attack and be able to. I don't know. Like, that's a weird thing because people are like, how do you reckon, how do you know all those movie lines? How do you know every rap song? How do you memorize all that stuff? I don't know. Like, I guess brains work in certain ways. Like, I cannot go and put together, I couldn't put in a kitchen sink or put in a toilet. Self-admittingly. Yeah. Does that make me not a man? No. It it, it does not make me a man or no, it doesn't make, not make me a man. Whatever you want. No. <laughs> I have a beard. <laughs> yeah, you have a beard so you can get away with it. No, I your brain works differently than other people's brains. And mine works different than yours where I can remember rap songs and movie lines and stuff, but I couldn't tell you the presidents, you know. I just I don't retain certain knowledge, but I can put in a toilet or a sink or a water heater or whatever. Build rebuild your motorcycle? Uh, can no. you Jesse James your motorcycle? No. You couldn't? I rebuilt a, you know, a lawnmower engine in high school. I understand the the principles of it and stuff, but I could not do it. Who was the real master? Was it OCC and the Tuttles or was it Jesse James? Because I know they had worked together at one time, like, because the the senior and the junior, like I was always, I was always intrigued by that family business, but I don't know how real it was. I don't know if people could fight like that. That's crazy the way that, that father and sons fought. I think that was real. I, I mean, I think they hammed up some of it, but they, they, yeah, they're still not cool. Were you a fan? Because you're a big motorcycle Harley guy. Because that that was pretty the, intriguing, right? Even though they don't mess with Harleys, right? They build they build those bikes. Harley motor, or, you know, V twin <sighs> motors. Uh, I really liked that show in the beginning when they built motorcycles, and, and then it got too drama. Yeah, and I really, I, I still like what Jesse James does. Jesse James is a stud. He builds guns. He builds motorcycles. He's a craftsman, a metal worker. You know, uh, there's a dude named Billy Lane out of Florida that's unbelievable motorcycle builder the indian larry from new york was an unbelievable motorcycle builder there's a lot of good motorcycle builders why Um, why is jesse james his tv shows he was unreal unreal but why is you said he's the real deal why do you say that i mean don't get me wrong i think he he probably had to have some you know hamming it up when he was making those tv shows but 
I mean, that that guy can legit take a bare piece of metal, you know, and make a, a gas tank out of it, make a rear fender out of it. You know, he he's a like a craftsman. He's a he's a blacksmith. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the stuff he's working on now, but he makes like that Damascus steel, you know, where they forge the metal over and over and over and you end up with like kind of that that real compressed metal that's got all the lines in it. Yeah, it's super awesome hard to make. I've been he, seeing him do it. He makes that stuff. I mean, and I think that the the guys on uh, OCC, if you remember Junior in the early days, he was he was the same way, man. You know, he, he was the first one that did that um, webbing. They made that motorcycle where instead of having like fenders, it was he welded together all that metal so you and see through made it, it look time. like a spider web. Yeah, it was sick. Doesn't, sick. He's got his own line now, right? He broke off of OCC in the yeah, end yeah, of it. Yeah, it I don't know what he does now, but yes. But like he's he's built like the Geico bikes and all that stuff lately, if I remember right. Yeah, probably. Like he's still going. Yeah. Like oh, it, I think he's probably still a really good motorcycle. Oh, he's Paul Tuttle Designs or something. Yeah. Paul Jr. Designs. He built the bike for a hunting company, Wild Game Innovations. The Busbis family in Louisiana. If you with ever the elk rack with on the elk rack, it. we saw that. it at Shot Show that year. Yeah, remember that? or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember they had a show on it. I believe that I believe that yeah, yeah, he, they, they were did. on one of the shows. Mm-hmm. So do you get anxiety when you watch those kind of shows? No, and I used to love those shows. So the drama in those shows don't make you go, "Oh my gosh!" Like, mm-hmm. like they don't him fighting with his dad and stuff. Yeah, I mean, definitely, but not. I don't know. I guess not. Not so much as other shows have done it to me. I really like to, uh, I guess I really like the aspect of the building and motorcycles and stuff like that. So maybe that outweighed that stress because you're 100% right. And, and you know, there was a Monster Garage was one of Jesse James shows. Remember, they used to fight on that show and he would fire people. And the that's pe- the name of his original show, right? Monster Garage. Was that the original one? Yeah, I think so. What was the other one? He did the um, he did those shows where they did like the kind of like a not a biker build off, but he called them a like motorcycle mania, where he would build a motorcycle like him and Kid Rock. He built a motorcycle for Kid Rock, and he built himself one, and then they rode him down to Mexico. Yeah, and that, they filmed that, all that, that was stuff. A documentary that was like a two hour documentary. Yeah, and then he had a show where they you know, like he built Shaq's bike, and so he kind of had a similar I show. Wish I remember the name of it. Uh. The West Coast Chopper? It, it oh, was yeah. It? Was it West Coast Chopper? Yeah, I think that was just what it was called. Motorcycle Mania was definitely the one he did with Kid Rock. And I think he did a couple of them. I think that was a documentary, though, wasn't it? Where it was or it, like it was a multi-part a... series or something. It was I want fi- to watch that again. It's good. It was good. Yeah. I there was a scene being, where uh, Kid Rock played... Uh, uh, Sturgis? No, he was just playing an acoustic guitar. Uh, long-haired country boy. And it's cool, man. It's a it's a cool scene. Wonder where we can find that at. I wonder if it's on one of the. It's probably streaming somewhere. I would stream think. services. But yeah, you 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 definitely feel that 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 drama and those kind of shows. But maybe just the other aspects of it outweighed it because it wasn't so much of the focal point. You know, I get you know later on in that Orange County show, man, they did they focused all on him and his dad fighting. That, yeah, get, that it wore. I me would out. say that that it, wore me out. Yeah, it wore me out because you knew. That as soon as they made eye contact or saw each other, they were the dad was going to blow up. And he always had the muscle shirts on. And he always had, like, he seemed like he could be a nice guy. And he was well-respected, but he seemed like just a prick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've seen that on now, even today, there's like a, it's like a meme. And it, and it, it showcases, like, how fast that dude would fly off the handle. You know what I mean? It's, you know, remember he would throw his office chair and he was Always. punching but that, doors. There's no way that's real, right? Those doors were pretty thin, right? I mean, and he was breaking like one every show. You think if it wasn't fake, they would just quit hanging them doors back up there for him to break off. So, yeah, I definitely think they ham that up. But there was, he was angry with him. Even early on, you know, you would catch that, that he just didn't like what his kid was doing. But I think the older guy, um, he was a legit, like, biker type guy right i mean that's what he was an iron worker who made motorcycles in his off time right and it blew up and his son was just always a motorcycle maker right he he capitalized on his dad's business and i think that used to piss his dad off that would i think would be like the main root of it and then they hyped it up for tv but they, they do not that's get along i don't think in real life too so is there 
before the craze of reality TV, what was the start of it? Was it the MTV? Was it the Osbournes or was it the real world? I think it was well, the real world. But MTV, was they? could you say they're the originators of reality TV, you think? I would think so. From way back in the day, right? Dude, I remember this to this day, and we would have to Google when the real world started. Okay, I'm going to Google it. So I say something's truly, truly funny if you laugh about it by yourself. And I remember that... that uh, that first real world episodes, they were in New York City and they had a dog. And there was, a, I was watching this by myself. One of the gals went to take this dog for a walk. The light turns green. The dog takes off running across the street. She's running behind the dog and she trips over her own feet and eats it right on the New York City sidewalk. And I laughed so freaking hard by myself in my living room. I don't know why, because you shouldn't laugh at somebody getting, she didn't get hurt, but it was so funny. And I remember it to this day. And you're going to tell me that that real world show is probably 20 plus years old. And I remember it to this day. He's just, their TV wasn't out there like that. You know what I mean? You had America's funniest videos where someone was catching a wiffle ball to the face or something like that. But to see that gal wad up from that dog toner across the sidewalk to me was just the funniest thing ever. And you know, the real world I think started reality TV. When did it start? Guess if you had to guess, don't look, I'm asking you these questions because I never watched one episode. Oh, not one. I know. I loved MTV back in the day for like rock videos or rap videos. I know. Back when it was, uh, Oh yeah. Back when it was like MTV raps and all that. And, uh, uh, who was, Who's the other guy on the OMT raps? Uh, I can picture his face right now. Eminem has a line. Eminem has a line in his new on his new album, and he's talking. It's called. Uh, I'm not even going to say the name. It's a curse word in it, but there's a line in it that he starts talking about MTV back in the days, and he's like, uh, "Who was the OMTV raps? Dre and who?" I can picture the guy's face, and I can't. I can't think of who he is. His name was Dr. Dre. His name was Dre. It wasn't Dr. Dre from NWA. No. Um, ah, I'm going to have to Google it. No, I'm Googling it right now. But this line in this song is so sick. It goes, uh, yo, MTV raps hosts. It was originally hosted by Fab Five Freddy. Later, the show's main host was Dr. Dre. And Ed Lover. Ed Lover Ed was Lover. who I was thinking of. Ed Lover. Ed Lover. So there's this line in, M- in Eminem's new, one of his new songs, and it says, "Back when there were back, back when there were two Dre's. That's a paradox. Back oh. when there were two. Oh, dude. There's. I know. Dude, I freaking hate messing shit up. Now I'm seeing what it is. Eminem. Paradox. You know the word. Yeah, the yeah. duck call we have because that's a paradox. Dude, how sick is that? I mean, his new album is unbelievable play on words. His last two. Are you a fan? I was. Why aren't you anymore? Oh, because of the political stuff? Yeah. That's a hard one. See, I just said that. Like, he has totally denounced Trump. Totally has denounced Trump, even in songs. But he's got so much mad talent. Like, I would never go to another Eminem concert anymore. Like, I use, because I've seen him live many times. But man, he denounced his Trump and Mike Pence and like crazy. You know, it's a hard one for me, man, and I, w- I wasn't going to touch it, but sports. Ooh, why weren't you going to touch it? Is I that just, a totally other breaking it down? Yeah, I think it is. But I've lost love for sports because of that. And, you know, it, right, wrong, or indifferent, Every you know, that's a platform that I just don't believe needs to be politicized and all that. And, I, dude, we should be at spring training right now. We should be watching Giants games this you know, year coming up, we should be doing all that stuff. And I, I would have a hard time going. You would? Yeah. I would have still gone to spring training, but that's just because there's a Like whole, all athletes or just the overall consensus? Just the overall consensus. Just the, the platform. The platform was, in my opinion, soiled for politics. And that's all there is to it. Were you going to play it just now? No, I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to see if I can find it. Keep talking. I'm listening. What athletes? Not, not like I said. It's not not one in general, but just the the platform of it. I think that you know, shut up and play baseball. Shut up and play football. That's Who what said I said. It in baseball. A lot of them. 
I'm gonna find this line. Hold on. Does that not sneak you, back? You had that? it though. You had all the names. I know. I had the names. Listen, listen to this. Dude, how uh, he's unbelievable! Like his mind. He's a lyricist, dude. You gotta give it up to the guy for being worth four hundred million or whatever, and being a white rapper. Like the dude is probably the best rapper of all time. So let's have a mini that, breakdown. That's a whole other breakdown. What makes that dude do what he did? He he needs no more fame. He needs no more money. I can't believe that he believes in the in the policies. So what makes that dude do what he does politically? What think, makes him make that statement? I think because he is a spokesperson for the minority, even though he's white. I think that he has to stick to the guns of he thinks that the inner cities and and even though I feel like somebody like Donald Trump did a great thing for unemployment and the, the Afro-American unemployment rate was at an all-time low. Yeah. Like you would think that these guys would not denounce him, but it's almost like they have to with the police brutality. He talks about that in his songs. And he's like sticking up for the people he grew up with in 8 Mile in that part of Detroit. I think East Detroit at 8 Mile. And he was he was like the only white family. So all of his friends from Search to, to Bazaar to... Uh, gosh, dang it! Who's who's the guy that got shot? His best friend. Um, man, I I know this. Listen, proof, proof. You know, he was he was that that was his family. So right. when he sees them getting treated by the, you know, like the, that's the consensus in our country is that the 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 white privilege against racism and and all that stuff. He speaks out against it, and you can't fault him for it because he came up with it. He is worth a ton of money. He is able to have a platform. His platform's way, but he could be saying a lot more. But he literally just, he gets, like when he talks about Trump and Pence in his songs and you listen to the words, you, I often wonder like, is he just playing on words? You know, is he just playing on, I promise you that he's made fun of Bill Clinton in raps in the Oval Office and Monica Lewinsky and Hillary Clinton. I don't know if he ever made fun of Obama, but the reason that I think that I listen to him and I mean this is that I love the way that he can wordsmith. When you listen to it, if you break down his songs, his raps, his his freestyles, he puts words together like you just sit there and go, there's just no way you can think like that. That means to me that the man studies the history of hip hop, the evolution of hip hop, which is another great documentary, but he studies it. His collections of cassettes, his collection and his knowledge of the history of rap and whether it was back in the days of the Sugar Hill Gangs or Grandmaster Flash or, you know, in the 80s of Rob Bass and then Eric B. and Rackham, who they could, a lot of people consider Rackham one of the best rappers or MCs of all time, if not the best. You know, like Biggie's there. Biggie's amazing, right? Um, Pac, Rackham. Nas, which is one one of he's amazing, right? Back when Nas came out, we were like, oh my gosh, he can rap like crazy. But I still love the West Coast stuff. I loved Ice Cube and NWA and Easy E. Dre, I thought was good. The Chronic is considered one of the biggest rap albums of all time. Yeah. Um, then you go into like the Snoops, and then you come up to Oakland, and you got the 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 Digital Undergrounds, and you got the Two Shorts and Digital e Underground, and, yeah, E Forty and e Digital Underground. Good. He's badass, right? And then Digital Underground is what spawned Tupac. He yeah, was, he was part of the group. He, he was in part of the Tupac group with the Humpty Dance and all that. Mm -hmm. And do what you like. So you think about like Eminem is on that stage of the greatest rappers of all time. If not the, like there's guys like Busta Rhymes that'll say he's the greatest MC he's ever heard. I just think that he does it because that's what's expected of him now. I don't know if he's ashamed to be white, but no. I, I promise you that he he's sticking up for something that I, I don't know if it's to make money. I don't know if it's just to talk shit because that's what he does. He he like this whole deal that he's got going on with Machine Gun Kelly. He he did it with Jaw Rule. He literally pr pretty much ruined Jaw Rule's career. But so what I'm saying is, do you think he really truly believes and follows politics and is well versed in all that stuff? Or was it that he felt a little bit of a lull in his career and in his popularity 
And so he jumped on this bandwagon of hating the president of the United States and make a statement about it and make a song about it because you don't hear about it anymore. Right. It was prevalent. But are, are we going to are we going to really lie to ourselves? So I'm making the air quotations. These problems that were hyper, you know, magnified over last summer, that these are problems that this country's had its entire existence. life existence. All make the statement that nothing's changed since this summer, yet we don't hear about it anymore. We don't have rappers making songs about it anymore. We don't have comedians doing shtick about it anymore. You talking about the, the police beatings and the police brutality? All of it. The whole summer that we just went through, now everybody acts like it, it, it was fixed. Do you believe it was fixed? No. Or I, I don't know. I'm, I don't believe it was fixed. I don't believe anything changed. I think it was all politicized. But what I say about a guy like Eminem started his career, you know, very vulgar and very pro-drug and very, you know, all that stuff. His first albums. And he kind of shocked everybody with that style of rap and those lyrics and stuff. He elevated up to this huge mega star. And then, you know... Then he then he finds this political arena that I, I don't, don't know understand. if I agree with that. I think that he has a political arena. I think that he touches on it, but I think that I think that he did fall off a little bit. I think that when you come up and you Dr. Dre, you know, discovers him or whatever, <clears throat> he comes out with that rap that was kind of like the Slim Shady album, the LP in the very beginning when he was rapping about actors and actresses and sex and Pamela Anderson and Fred Durst and all the stuff that he talked about. He was always a smack talker against everybody. Right. Even his friends, like he would talk smack about Kid Rock, but he's good friends with Kid Rock. They're both from Detroit. Kid Rock's got a guest appearance on Bizarre. And I know that Kid Rock thinks Eminem's an amazing rapper. He douses Snoop Dogg in his new album because he thinks that Snoop Dogg doused him at one time. Yeah. Um, But I think that what his career was like, just started elevating, elevating, elevating this kid from the hood. He got big. It happens all the time in, sure. in celebrity. Then everybody expects him to stay on this one level of, of ex, like just genius, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he has a couple albums that, I mean, I don't think his albums have ever got critiqued very good by Rolling Stone or any of them. Maybe Source or one of the hip hop magazines have, have said that they were good, but he's never been, it never really comes out and says, oh, this album is unreal. But he admits that he had like that, that relapse album. Like he says, oh, that was, I shit the bed on that. And then came back with recovery and all of these albums that he started, he went, he got sober after proof got killed. He went to rock bottom. And that was when he was making his bad albums. He was drugged out. He was peeled out. He was drinking too much. Well, I think he's 11 years or 10 or 11 years now sober. Maybe not that many, but something like a decade. What year did Proof get killed? Do you know? I don't think. It doesn't feel like 10 years ago, but maybe. I know, but dude, time flies. I know. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Um. Two thousand six, over ten years 15 ago. Fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago. So Eminem went <clears throat> is sober. I think ten or eleven years now. But he self admittingly says he was a, a, a you know a pill addict and all that, and he wasn't rapping good. I think that what he did is that he got so in, engrossed and ingrained in the art of hip hop. If you listen, if you really and I do this, and I'm not a hip hop know it all by any means, but if you listen to his albums, his command. And of the art is like no other I've ever heard. The way that he switches styles from song to song. If you listen to his first, his last two albums, he just put out a double album, right? The B side just came out, murdered or music to be murdered by. It's like an Alfred Hitchcock theme. If you listen to every song to song, you'll sit there and go, "Wow!" He just keeps going. It's like one continuous rap all the way through, even though the songs change. Right. Beats, his guest singers. You know, he had that Juice World on that one called Godzilla. Juice World's the guy that got killed uh, or killed himself on the private jet. And he was getting really famous. You know who Juice World is? He was the guy, mm-hmm. I guess, they knew he had a ton of drugs on him when he was going to land this plane or something. I don't know the whole story. But Eminem, if you listen to the way he raps, I think he is a genius of the American language. Now, whether or not he sits there and studies it, like to come up with that back when there were two Dr. Dre's, that's a paradox. Like that's not normal to come up with that. Right. It's not now whether he sits there for hours, but he puts out music so fast. And when you hear him freestyle, he comes up with the stuff because he has a command of the language. 
Right? right? So if you think about a good speaker, they got to have a command of the language because they got to be able to transition. You can't just go up there and read a script and be a good speaker, in my opinion. That's like for a valedictorian no. at a high school. Yeah. To be a really good, passionate, motor, mo- motivational speaker at a business conference or an entrepreneurial spirit of America conference or a master's program that I've done at like Colorado State, you have to be able to go in. Not I've never studied the master's program. I spoke at it and been able to talk on different subjects. Eminem does that in his songs to where you're just like, what did he just say? He like literally kills the mic. If you watch the movie Eight Mile, the stuff that he comes up with at the end when he just destroys those guys in the rap battles, right? it's genius stuff. And I think that he's done that his whole life and that's what elevated him. Now, for him to be this white kid from the ghetto and Eight Mile in the trailer parks and on that side of the railroad tracks and to do what he did, I'm not saying that I appreciate him denouncing it, but I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan, bro. So are you. They put Donald Trump's face up as a pinata in Mexico City and let people come hit it. Right. So it's weird that you look at it like, will you support these guys when they do it? I've never heard Axel get out there and denounce denounce anything. But I know that they got to be liberal. The way that, that Slash did that with the Donald Trump thing and the thing he spoke on it and his girlfriend, Megan Hodges, is, is pretty liberal. Um but I don't know, man. Do you denounce Garth Brooks because he sang at the elect for the uh, the Joe Biden ceremony? Do you denounce Willie Nelson because he doesn't support Republican presidents? He's never endorsed a Republican no. president. But I'm just saying that the guys that get out there like De Niro and say this and that, it's not like he's in a movie using a line. He's like using his platform, in my opinion, to denounce it. Right. But I guess it's kind of hard to say that and not think that Eminem does the same thing. Right. Or not listen to Guns N' Roses anymore. Or not listen or not- to Guns N' Roses anymore. It's like, how can I say I'm not going to get into Yellowstone because of Kevin Costner? Or how come I don't like Ryan Bingham anymore? I think he's a talent. But I, he, when they denounce those people, how I don't know if I have the the right to pick and choose. It's you know I'm not going to shop at Dick's Sporting Goods anymore because they don't sell guns anymore. Which I, you know, yeah, it, it's weird. It's a weird world we live in where you're you're choosing these paths and you know what you get your your pleasure from or your downtime from or whatever. And then unfortunately we've had to politicize everything 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 sports where you shop the music you listen to the music's always been political there's always been political movements in music right yeah if you think about it from nwa and you know uh well we way before that back in the 60s was a huge political woodstock and all that all of that stuff was like jerry garcia or whether it was the dead or or if it's fish or these these bands that that had a movement. If you listen to a lot of the Forrest Gump soundtrack, like Creedence Clearwater Revival, yeah. they spoke out against Vietnam and All there's music. I guess people have always been using that platform as a talent to, to be creative. I don't know if Eminem's going to get out on the mic and go F Donald Trump do this. He might be creative in a song. Axel, I've never heard get out and denounce the president. I don't even know if you can hear me because I'm stepping away from the say, mic. I was going to say, I'm wondering These if we can even mics, hear you. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing. You're getting all amped up. But I don't know if I've ever heard Eminem do it. In a creative song, he's done it. I've heard Cardi B get on an interview and denounce the president. Yeah. Um, is there a right way to do it? I don't know if I've ever heard The Rock denounce Donald Trump. He just endorsed Joe Biden. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe. But I also heard Howard Stern say that he'd vote for Hillary Clinton. And I don't understand that because I don't agree with anything that she stands for. Right. Nothing. Well, and he, he, you know, Howard's his own way, but. But Howard's denounced Trump. He's denounced Trump. And so even though, he, even though he made a profit off of him, had him on his show multiple times and. Good interviews. Good interviews and all that stuff. And then, you know, turns his back on him. And it's just a, we, we've lived through the weirdest time that our lives have ever seen. And I mean, you know, you wonder, like you brought up Vietnam, you know, that the turmoil in this country at that time was probably much the same. And a lot of good music came out of it. And, and, you know, a lot of, I think opinions were shaped and lines were drawn and things like that. You know, they went through, you know, there was kids that couldn't see why they were having to go fight a war against communism that they didn't understand thousands of miles away. You know, creating Clearwater Revival and the Grateful Dead and all those guys, 
you know, they were back home writing Paul songs Simon, about it and doing Simon and Garfunkel and having protests and stuff like that. And you know, I wonder. We just kind of went through something similar and on a different scale, and it, obviously not a war involved and in, in things like that. But lines were drawn, and artists, you know, were creating. And maybe it's just that artists in general lean towards a more liberal stance and things you know that's a topic that we would have to break down at a different time but it feels that way right i mean well yeah the hollywood's mystique like why though that's what i wonder why is it just disney movies if you look at we were talking this the other day what happens in these pixar disney movies and all these kids movies i'm telling you man there's messaging going on at those young ages yeah for sure of political of how to do it it happens in religion of messaging at young ages we're we're like we started this to talk about like movies or tv shows that give you anxiety while you watch there's a lot of tv shows that don't but we got out we got way off on things Politics. like <laughs> that come back to why i get anxiety about artists or actors actresses musicians no and and i just it, it kind of just clicked in my head but i i can i can feel you know you sitting there watching a show and you know, you watching Kevin Costner ride a horse and, and shoot a gun and, you know, brand a cow. And in your mind, you're going, this is, this is bullshit. You know, he doesn't support that. Yeah. He doesn't support, he's making money off of it yet. When he steps away from the camera, he's going to, he's going to throw a dart at it the other way. And then when it's time for you to make a buck, you're going to hop back on that horse with a six shooter, you know, branding iron. Yeah, I get it. And it's funny that it just kind of clicked with me and I can feel it now. And, you know, now I won't buy that third season of Yellowstone, even though I wasn't enjoying it anyway. You know, you during this whole pandemic, you got some time to kill, right? I mean. No, I, I just, I mean, look at it. Like, I know James Hetfield's a hunter. I know he owns guns. Yeah. Howard Stern's a gun owner. Yeah. He just denounced Trump for uh, for weird reasons. I don't know exactly yeah. why. But James Hetfield, the lead singer of Metallica, is a huge hunter. Duck hunter, Bay Area guy, has duck clubs, hunts deer, eats wild game. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's a conservative though. I would guess that he is, but I would doubt that Lars is right. Right. So I don't know if Lars Ulrich or Kirk Hammett or Jason Newstead, the original basis for Metallica. I don't know the new guy's name, but I don't know what their preference is. I, I think that, that, that Slash has been pretty outspoken about his, but Axel really hasn't. I don't feel like he has, but what I'm saying is like, there are people out there that, that really walk the walk and talk the talk. I just don't understand why they denounce things because they feel that they can get a following based on what they've accumulated through their success. Wouldn't it be cool if it, if everyone was like Metallica and you didn't know? I, I would rather that, right? I don't, give, I don't give a shit about your politics, like to be Brent honest Cobb, with you. Like Brent Cobb. Brent Cobb has a song called Shut Up and Sing. I've never had a political conversation with him. Yeah. He hunts. He fishes. He lives off the land. He eats wild game. You can make He's an a, assumption. I, you don't know for sure, but though. you don't know. You don't know. You don't it, know. There's a lot of artists that do that. Kid Rock's very outspoken of being a Republican and supporting Donald Trump. Yeah. But he's a hunter, a fisher, living off the land. Country boy has places in Nashville now, and I think in Alabama now, hunting camps. Um, but I think it'd be better if we didn't. But then again, who's who are we to say they don't have the right to, per, like, we that we let it be known who we support? You know what's funny? Remember like it was yesterday, probably back in the 80s sometime, I asked my grandma who she voted for. My grandma looked me right in the face and said, it's none of your business who I voted for. Wouldn't that be nice if that's how it was? I mean, dude. What about somebody that works for a conservative company or conservative-based company or conservative-owned company, but votes against those beliefs? Right. Right. Think about that. They make their paycheck from a company that believes in this and makes their livelihood and, and, and works in this part of the industry. And, and then you, you have somebody it. that's taking a paycheck from that company. Does it matter that they vote against it as long as they're working hard for you if you don't know what they believe in? But down deep when they go to pull that ballot, they are taking a chance of hurting a company like that. And that happens all the time. Every day. A hundred percent. I think of, I, that's one of the things that I think about often, you know, is like some people, you know, they get lost in, in the, the minutia of the world. Right. But that's a huge point that I think a lot of people missed. Cause there's, 
conservative people own businesses across just our little city. And I know for a fact that there's people that they're almost voting to kill those businesses. And I don't know if they don't realize that or. But they are, aren't they? They're, they're voting for beliefs that would tear down the fabric of that, of the culture of that business and that business yeah. model. There's many ways they vote ways that could put those places out of business inadvertently or advertently taking their own job away. And I guess, you know, I, I guess some people don't realize it or some people maybe would figure I would sacrifice my job for my political party. I could never fathom that in a million years. And, but it happens every day. I know it happens. It, and it just, yeah, it's crazy to think about. This is why you have anxiety. This is the whole basis of this breaking it down episode is I get anxiety of when I watch Frank Gallagher, I get, there's parts of that show of shameless that make me cringe because I'm like, Oh my gosh, that really is happening in our society. They exploit it. But Frank, the actor is a total outspoken Republican. Like the new season, he starts off about mask wearing Corona, all this stuff. And he, but the whole, the whole series, the whole, the whole 10 season series before this new season started, he always was spoke on that. But in real life, he was one of the guys that got busted for the USC scam, you know, of, of, of getting his kid paying in. the kid and, and, and getting his kid an illegal education. I think he went to prison for like two days. His wife went to prison for like two days. Lori Gardner from full house or whatever went to prison for, I think she got the longest 10 days. I think maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that. I think his wife is Felicity Huffman. His name is William, William Macy, William B. Macy. He was in the movie, uh, Fargo. Have you seen Fargo? The old school Fargo. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was the car salesman in that, right? I think that's uh-huh. William Macy. So anyway, he's walking around and shameless. I was bringing this up. I'm like, I wonder how old that dude is, man. He's so well kept. He's 70 years old, dude. Jesus. Yeah, he's 70 and he's walking around in the brand new season that was obviously filmed in 2020 and maybe 2021. Maybe they just started filming at the beginning of this year, last month, two months ago. But yeah, he's 70 years old and looks great. That's another episode we're going to do is aging. And I had this in the gym yesterday. We talked because I had a big conversation with John LaMonico, a good friend of mine, 90 years old, 28 days in the hospital. They brought his family in. They gave him 48 hours to live to have him say bye to his family. He pulled out of it. He was in his yard in Montana the other day. You've seen John on the show. He he did 20 arm curls with each arm with his 20 gauge over under. He says, I'm ready to hunt. He's already putting together a goose hunting trip for us in Wyoming. He'll be 91 this year. Wow. And he said he almost bought the farm. What what was wrong with him? But he said, I wasn't ready, Chad. Mm-hmm. We cried our eyes out. I'm 90 years old. I'm not ready to die. I got a lot of life left to live. So think about that when we get down or sad or that we think we're aging or my mom thinks she's aging at 65. He's freaking 25 years older than my mom. Yeah. And he's still loving life. So you got to keep that stuff in perspective. Maybe this episode of Breaking It Down is keeping things in perspective of maybe we shouldn't care so much what Kevin Costner believes in or what Amy Schumer speaks about when she gets the podium or gets up on stage and is able to say what she wants because she happens to have a microphone. Who cares if you have a microphone? Maybe you should just keep it quiet what you believe in as far as maybe saying what you believe in, but not denouncing the other side. Don't go to a foreign country and let them hit a Donald Trump pinata. That's disrespectful to the leader of the free world. Don't be Natalie Maines and say you even though you do have the right to say whatever you want, why would you denounce the president when you're over on foreign soil? Right. You know, don't maybe do things with a little bit more tact that you're not going to piss off so many people that might want to laugh at your jokes or listen to one of your songs. Right. That That's what we're saying here is that that's why I get anxiety is like when an Eric church song comes on, I'm like, Oh my God, it's chief. He's singing chief. But turn it off because he denounced the NRA. And I believe in the NRA. I'm a start staunch life member of the National Rifle Association. Turn off Eric Church. But really? Should yeah. I do that? Should we be that way? Robert De Niro, one of the greatest actors in the history of acting. His poster's on the wall out there. Poster's Jackie on the wall Driver. out here. He's one of the greatest of all times. But I cannot stand to look at him because of the things he, the way that he did it. And the how things many people that he are says. out there like you? I don't know. A I lot. don't know if I even should be like that because now I'm sitting here admitting I'll listen to Paradise City or Coma or Locomotive or the Spaghetti and say any GNR song there is when I know that they don't support Trump or didn't support Trump. He's gone now. Yeah. Or I'll listen to Eminem and he talks tons of smack about Republicans or presidents. Right. But you have this kid. I'm a white kid from the West United States. I've been listening to hip hop. 
I can't tell you. I, I mean, I've seen Beastie Boys. I've seen Public Enemy. I've seen Run DMC in concert. I've seen Eminem in concert. I've seen 50 Cent in concert. G Unit in concert. Ice Cube in concert. What? Tech Nine. Tech Nine. I've been to you. several Tech Nine concerts. Kansas City. Tech Nine. But anyway, I'll, I just don't know what the right answer is. We're breaking it down because Clay and Clint say, Clay will go, I won't listen to Eminem. He'll tell you that. He's an idiot. He won't listen to Eric Church. <clears throat> he go, he's an idiot, but he'll go watch Kevin Costner. What's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah. yeah and that's kind of what I said. You know, we, we see these flashes of, you know, the news. You know, the, this Dick Sporting Goods isn't going to sell guns anymore. And all the all the gun guys go, don't don't go there anymore. Don't go there and buy that pair of cleats or that golf club, you know. And and people stick to their guns on that, you know. Stick to your guns on Eric Church and on Eminem and, you know, same with, you know, sports. But I'm still going to watch baseball. I'm still going to watch football. I'm still going to watch basketball. There, How many of those athletes have come out? and denounce the president or, you know, done whatever for their political agenda comedy. You know, there were so many comics on that bandwagon of denouncing the president, bashing the president. And it, it almost got to where other comics were going, okay, this isn't even like funny Bill anymore. Burr's like it's not even funny. It's anymore. not even funny anymore. It's like, you guys are, you guys are all doing the same. The ones stick. that are the best at it are the, the, the late show hosts, the, the Jimmy Kimmel's and the Stephen Colbert's. They think they're really something, you know, of, oh, yeah. of, of, but they mean it. They hate the president. They hate hated him. Trump. They hated him. Yeah. And David Letterman was a staunch, was a staunch liberal, and, and not if you're, maybe, you know, a liberal, but a Democrat. And, and they act, well, you know, it, it's, it's a comedy routine. But now the comedy routine stopped. The target's still there. You know, like they're they're like it's I, political. I, I want to say that I want to say that Alec Baldwin's got ungodly talent. His impressions, his way to speak, his acting, his awards he's won. But I can't stand to look at the man for how he denounced I Trump. I know that he imitates Trump or whoever these presidents on Saturday Night Live. <clears throat> but he actually goes into public forums, whether it's the Stern Show yeah. or another platform, and 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 talks shit about a man that became a billionaire. Yes, did he inherit some money? I know a lot of inheritances get pissed away. He became a multi-billionaire. He built the American dream. Does he not look like a good father to you and a good grand a good grandfather to his grandkids? Yeah. He's never had a drink in his life. He's never done drugs. Yeah. He's just built businesses. He's a worker. Hey. So how can you denounce a guy that's a worker? Here's what I've heard. Because he said, grab him in the... Yeah. He's a man. Locker room talk. You don't think that girls get around and they're sitting over there having their martini at five o'clock on a Friday after a long week of work and they're sitting there talking about this guy or that guy and the they gray, don't say something sexual? The gray sweatpant movement is not for men. Yeah. So what if one of those girls runs for president and all of a sudden somebody goes, one time you said... That you mm -hmm. did this to this guy. It doesn't make sense to me. He's, he was a just a dude. He was just a business owner when he said that. So now you're going to use that against him like he hates women or belittles women. Right. It, none of that adds up to me. You have to educate yourself on what's really being done and who do we want to lead us. His leadership skills are proven. His business skills are proven. His ability to surround himself with the right people, the right team of people is proven. Right. Does he say some dumb shit? I don't know. Was it calculated? Yes, but he could have probably afforded to be a little bit more quiet. All I'm saying is that when you go and say outlaw guns, outlaw bear hunting in California, outlaw cougar hunting in California, outlaw bear hunting with dogs, outlaw archery hunting in three or four counties right now in Georgia they're trying to do. Before you go to the ballot and pull that ballot because Robert De Niro told you that Trump's a piece of you know what, or Amy Schumer said denounce the NRA because of this, when she doesn't even, if she shot a gun one time, she'd be like, oh my gosh, I need guns. It's funny how people that denounce the NRA are always surrounded by armed guards. Right. Crazy, right? So before you do it, educate yourself. Don't go in there and go, I'm just going to vote because... I was brought up by a liberal family or a Republican family. I'm going to vote against bear hunting because I think that we should save Bambi. They don't know what predator management is right. or what deer hunting does to the deer population. They don't know the conservation efforts and sweat equity and elbow grease that hunters put in, and not to mention the financial support that hunters and gatherers and providers put in to raising wildlife. That's just one example of people will go vote against hunting and gun rights because they're not educated. They just believe the hype. And Chuck D, one of the greatest front men of public enemy said, what? Don't believe the hype. And all I'm saying is that if you think bear hunting should be outlawed, you need to check yourself. Because if you don't manage the bear population through harvest methods, hunting, trapping, 
et cetera, something bad's going to happen. They're going to form a disease and die off. They're going to become extinct or they're going to come and just ravage your homes because there's going to be too many of them. Right. Coyotes are the same way. People want to bitch about a coyote, but then they want to bitch about people going out and hunting them. Right. They stole my dog. They tipped over my trash can. They tried to bite me. Don't go shoot them. They're an animal. Right. Educate yourself before you go and pull that ballot, whether it's about hunting or gun rights or finances or entrepreneurial spirit or small business enterprise or taxes or insurance or health care. Educate yourself. Don't just go off of a whim because you think you're a, a liberal or you think you listen to Amy Schumer or you think you're a Republican for that matter. Do you know what it means to be a Republican? Do you understand what it means to support small business enterprise and free enterprise and American entrepreneurial spirit? Do you educate yourself on any of this stuff? Or do you just go vote because you think you're a Republican? Or you think that Donald Trump's a POS, so you're going to go vote for just another guy? Why not vote for nobody? If you don't believe in what this guy stands for, the guy can barely put a sentence together, but let's go vote for him because we hate Trump. Makes no sense. To get the other guy. I got to get off this soapbox. It's hard to get off of it though, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm short. When I'm up on something, I feel like I'm taller than the world. <laughs> Is that That's why, why you're standing, standing up and I'm on sitting? this podcast? Yeah, you're looking down at me. You're looking down your nose at Dude, me. Dude, I do. I wish I had a baseball bat, man. It's spring training. We should be down there watching Charlie Blackman hit bombs right now. I'm I did really a podcast. Upset. Certain people are down there. John Kerry's down there right now. Uh, Him and his wife. Yeah. My buddy Lance is down there, too. We Guy. could go. You know who chose not to do spring training, I heard? Who? GB. Why? Because the bubble, I guess, and the masks and everything. And they're only allowing a certain amount of people. I guess he's just, he's down there, but you know, he lives there part time anyway. But he's not participating. <laughs> From what I heard, he's not out there hitting a mask, hitting fungos. I can't believe I I just watched. He's a Republican. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. I believe all his golf or a bunch of his golf head covers were Trump. I got a Trump putter cover. Isn't it? I, Do you like I, the baddie sign for you? I Is love it the it. best thing you have? Your, bro, your brother's working it into a shadow box if I could ever buy if. I haven't been able to buy one. They're all damaged and stuff at the. What about a jersey? Did you get a jersey? You're supposed to get one. I think I got it for Clint. Maybe you did. I think I gave it. I got a card. You got the ball, the card, the jersey, and the bat. No, I don't have a ball. I got a ball here. Yeah, so then I got a ball. I got the best auto. I have the (laughs) best auto. I got. I have the best autograph signed. The best signed autograph ball in the world. You have two good ones. Two good ones. Yeah, but that's got to be the best of all time. If I put it out there. Oh yeah. Breaking it down, Chad and Alex, anything left to say on this topic? Well, I mean, you could talk about it forever. I don't know how long you're supposed to go on a podcast. I don't know what the retention span is, the attention span, the retention level of a podcast. Do you like the Joe Rogan two-hour, two-and-a-half, three-hour? Do you like the half-hour? Do you like the hour? Why don't you write in info at thislifeaintforeverybody.com. Say, how long are you supposed to go? Are they interesting at all? Or would you just like us to shut up? I think you stressed everyone out today. Do you really feel that way? You stress me out by bringing up this topic. I know. I, I'm stressed. We're stressed. It's Are you good. not allowed to listen to Eminem because he denounces what you believe in? Or watch Kevin Costner? Or listen to Amy Schumer? She's not even funny. I like when you just put it into perspective. I'm going to change my perspective based on what you said about John. Life is short. Buy Eminem's new album. Watch Yellowstone. Just enjoy it all. Go buy your golf club. Okay, so let's go watch Meet the Fockers right now. One, it stresses you out because of what happens to the band. And Robert De Niro's in it. (laughs) Double whammy. We'll both be be all stressed out. We'll both be just biting our fingernails. All right, we're going to eat some sushi right now. When I say sushi, I'm talking raw fish. I'm talking some octopus, some maguro. I'm talking salmon. I'm talking uh, uh, tuna. I'm talking yellowtail. A little tiny bit of what... I don't know if you, I don't know if you think that eel is good, but I like a tiny bit of eel. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy was telling me eat sea urchin, and I'm like, I'm not gonna eat. Or Chuck Liddell was telling me you gotta eat sea urchin. I don't know if we're gonna try to I, eat sea I've urchin. I tried it. Chuck Liddell's favorite is sea urchin, but we're gonna go eat some rainbow rolls right now. Everything raw, no crystal shrimp, no cream cheese. They should outlaw cream cheese. That's gonna be an op. Uh, 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 Sushi's gonna be broken down on this show one day. Sushi's gonna be broken down, but I honestly think that on breaking it down, we should talk about why cream cheese is for weird people that live in the basement. What about on a bagel? Oh my God, it's gross. Jenna Adrian put so much on a bagel one time when I was a kid, it scared me for the rest of my life. I don't eat, I don't like it on sushi, but I like it on a bagel. It just feels weird. It is a weird I could eat cottage cheese and I can't eat cream cheese. I like cottage cheese too. We're going to break that down. Another episode coming at you soon. 
Breaking It Down with Chad and Alex, part of This Life Ain't For Everybody, brought to you again today by Jack Daniels. If you want to hear something, like I said, info at thislifeaintforeverybody.com. DM us on Instagram at thislifeaintforeverybody. Or you can DM us at The Foul Life. Any of our podcasts here, Where the Payment Ends, our TV shows, The Foul Life. We have a new show starting called The Provider, where you're going to see it all from predator management to living off the land, to duck hunting, deer hunting, elk hunting, antelope hunting, sheep hunting, and then taking that meat to the table and how we're going to prepare it with recipes. We have new dry rubs getting ready to launch with the provider, new cookbook coming in November of 2021, and brand new episodes of the Foul Life TV presented by Benelli starting July 2nd, 2021, exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. We're fired up. Another episode of Breaking It Down. We're going to take this song out with, we talked about Yellowstone. We're going to play this one out with, hum, I'm going to say Frogman by Whiskey Myers. Y'all take care. Thank you for the subscriptions and downloads. Tom, Jake, hit that button. This has been another episode of Breaking It Down with Chad and Alex. Again, this is Frogman by our friend Cody Cannon and his band Whiskey Myers straight out of the great state of Texas. Peace!